Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the Thunder's 131-110 to loss to the Sacramento Kings on Monday night at Paycom Center. I actually thought this one was a, uh, I know it's a cliche, but a little closer than the scoreboard showed. I mean, there were points in the game. I thought the Thunder was totally in control. Shea was cooking. The Kings were listless. Um, and it just seemed like one of those games where the try-hard Thunder beat a team that they shouldn't beat, even though the Kings aren't good, but a very important game for the the lottery standings. And then the Kings just exploded in the second half. Um, they scored 40 points in the third quarter, 32 points in the fourth quarter. But Barry, honestly, my main takeaway from this one, I know it came in a 21-point loss, but to see how good, just a reminder how good Shea is when you take away everything else, no Giddy, no Dort, no Kenridge Williams, Jerome, Mascala, and he had a crazy efficient night. He, he scored... 37 points, 12 of 16 shooting, 3 of 3 from 3, 10 of 14 from the foul line, 10 assists and 7 rebounds. I just thought he was outstanding. He was, and it was a, to me, it was sort of a fun uh, comparison type game um, because De'Aaron Fox is out there on the, is out there on the court. A very good player, not an all-star, but close to it, most people believe. He's a max player. Yeah, and it's not even close who the better player is. I mean, now part of that's what I'm having to spend his career in Sacramento, and that, you know, that's a burden upon you shouldn't wish <laughs> on anybody. But Shea was, you know, there were two guys out there on the court that, you you know, you, you just drop your jaw and say, wow, and, Sabonis is one of them, and, and SGA is the other. Um, so it was a phenomenal game for crying out loud. Just as you mentioned the uh, the um, efficiency. He, let's see, he scored thirty seven points and missed four shots. That's all you yeah. have to know. He missed four shots. So you know he had five turnovers, but you can live with five turnovers when a guy scores thirty seven and misses four shots. So, well, and he's handling the ball so much, and all the attention is on him. So, that that's to be expected. Um, by the way, when you said two guys on the floor uh, that made uh, your jaw drop, I I thought you might mention Olivier Sarberry, but you did. You mentioned Sabonis and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Olivier Sar is, uh, you know what? I thought of I thought of downtown Moses Brown while he was throwing up those numbers. Now they're nothing close to the same kind of player. One is, you know, sort of normal-sized, uh, extra tall. The other one looks like well, he's from another planet. Yeah, but, one is a normal 6'11". Yeah, and the other one's 7'3". The foot other three. one is a giant. But, you know, uh, you'd stick Moses Brown out there last year, and, you know, you'd play 11 minutes and have 12, 12 rebounds and 9 points. And, um, but Sar was very productive and seemed to you know, Sabonis, Sabonis comes out on the court ready to just 
just bull everybody that's in the whole arena if he needs to. And uh, I thought Sar held up pretty good. You know, yeah. Sabonis, Sabonis uh, had his way, especially in the second half. But he didn't get a bunch of shots. He had 16 rebounds, but he only had eight shots. Um, had eight turnovers. Z- zero free throw attempts. Sabonis' line was so strange. Seven well, of eight. Especially, then, especially in yeah. a game where there were 57 foul shots taken. Oh, my god! They blew the whistle the whole night long, except they didn't want to put Sabonis at the line, apparently. Um, you know, that's and the, the turnovers tied a career high. Yeah. You know, that's a perfect example. That game tonight, you look at SGA, he shoots uh, 14 foul shots. Uh, De'Aaron uh, De'Ar- Fox, he shoots 14 foul shots. DeMontis Sabonis <laughs> shoots zero <laughs> foul shots. And I promise you, the Thunder was out there – they were try- they were hitting him in the head with night with with billy clubs trying to slow him down, but that that's the way it goes if you're a big man. You don't get many calls if you're a big yeah. man. Fox attempted. He shot eight free throws in the first quarter. Fox did. He was just getting the line like crazy. Um, they slowed so it down. Is, I actually they slowed it yeah, down. He, the, the ref slowed it down. Let's see. Fourth quarter. Uh, well, the Thunder shot ten in the fourth quarter, but Kings only shot two. But golly, we weren't pays for a huge amount of foul shots. I actually thought they did a decent job on Sabonis considering also I, I like that like Derek Favors just on there on the the end of the bench and he just gets to have the night off. Derek <laughs> Favors is, is living the life over there. He doesn't want to take an elbow to the chest from Demonis Sabonis. Um, but Sar gets a lot of minutes against him and uh, I, I thought Roby played decently against him and it those guys were hardly one-on-one. I thought, like, Veep Kretschy came over. They did a good job doubling him, trapping him. Uh, there was back-to-back turnovers he had in the, the second quarter. Not quite back-to-back, but they uh, he stepped out of bounds as he was trying to wrestle the ball away from two Thunder players who were converging on him. Then he had an offensive foul as he was trying to bully his way through. So they were throwing everything at Sabonis, and rightfully so, and, and thought they did a decent job now. Obviously, they the Thunder played terrible defense in the second half, and that's when it all fell apart. Yeah, um, you know the uh, the Thunder was right there, and then it just it just sort of got away from them. Um, it was a it was a good loss. The it, the Thunder finishes the season going one and three against the Kings, which is pretty ideal. Right? Did you do you like this new look Sacramento team? You know, this is the first chance we've seen them since they got rid of uh, Halliburton and. Um, and Buddy Heald in the in the Sabonis trade, I actually thought you know, most people think it's a better trade for Indiana, but I don't think it's a bad trade for Sacramento. Um, I don't know what. I just thought it was like I don't know what Sabonis' future is with the Kings, but I love him as a player, and you know, for all I know, he'll be gone next year, but. You know, you can do worse than build around DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah, you you can. I mean, I, I did not like the deal for Sacramento. I I think there's just so much pressure on them to do anything halfway decent. I still don't think they're even going to make the play-in. But if their goal is, hey, let's make a run at the play-in, I think this version probably gives you a better chance. I think Sabonis is a better player right now, but there's just no way I would have dealt Halliburton for him. Just a, 
a young a younger player, a guard um, who can you know is just rangy, can play multiple, defend multiple positions, has really good vision, and just the way the league is going, I don't think I would have traded that away for for a big man. But I don't know, I. I don't hate it for them. I just don't really ever understand anything the Kings do. No, no. They also got Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb, I forgot they had made that trade. And <laughs> I, I forgot he was in that trade. He didn't seem as engaged as I seem to remember him in Indiana. Um, A common it, complaint about Jeremy uh, Lamb. Yeah, I mean, this, this, <laughs> this, this lamb looked a little like the Thunder Lamb. You know, he got better in, in Charlotte and then was – you know, pretty valuable in Indiana. Uh, not so much tonight. Um, I did like the Kings. DiVincenzo really helped. Yeah. Him. Um, of course, the the Bucks liked him. I think they just thought he was leaving. So, um, you know, they they, they made the trade. Yeah, and he had just shot the ball so poorly, but he he shot it better tonight. Yeah. And Davion Mitchell uh, seemed to get with it. Looks like you know a player. So. I mean, I'm not saying the Sacramento's future is bright because it's not. Um, because what makes you, know, you what makes you say that? Well, the dysfunction of the franchise just means it doesn't matter what the roster really looks like. Um, but uh, I thought no, the whole, no, I'm kidding. It doesn't well, matter what they do; they're well, yeah, just I'm, never going to be good. Right. And here's the other thing: I thought this game tonight was interesting in that virtually every time, every time you saw somebody, you thought of a of a Big trade. Like Trey Lyles goes for 24 points tonight. Had a really good game. 10 of 14, shooting, six rebounds. But, of course, he's forever going to be known as the guy that that the the, uh, Utah Jazz traded away for the draft rights to Donovan Mitchell, which, you know, sort of fortified their their franchise. So, um, you know, when when you look at, that's a bonus. I see Lyles. Lyles. He's, he's been a lot of places, and I'm surprised he's like he's 26. He just turned 26, which yeah. is like hard for me to believe. Yeah, and you know Harrison Barnes is out there. I I always remember Harrison Barnes as the one that got away. You know, and yeah, the the Thunder been nice if they could have worked out a, a sign and trade for Durant um, in 2016. Uh, and get Barnes in return. Now, you know, I don't think the Thunder wants to, wants to pay what people have been paying Harrison Barnes the last six years, but that sure would have made life a little bit easier for Russell Westbrook. You put Barnes on that team with with uh, Victor Oladipo and Sabonis as a rookie, and, um, you know, they've still finished – they won 47 games that year, and I think we're sixth in the West. Um, Harrison Barnes would have been a nice addition. So I, I just, that's some of the things that went through my mind as I watched uh, the Kings tonight. And, of course, yeah. I was devastated uh, through much of the game because my man Lindy Waters the third, he took two threes early. One missed the rim and hit the backboard. And the other one was an air ball, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, what is going on?" But then he, he his his toughest shot of the night, his deepest one, he made. So yeah. so good for him. He went one for three. So uh, I watched him warm up, and he was taking some deep shots. Was he? That's yeah. a good. That's a good plan. I think that's a good plan. That deep ball. People like that deep ball <laughs> these days. 
I, I thought the thing you were going to be disappointed in was that you weren't here to to talk to Alvin Gentry, who I think you're a big fan. Of. I am a big fan of Alvin Gentry, no doubt about it. Um, I'd sort of forgotten he was the. Did, did they take the interim off? I think he's still the interim. Still the interim. Okay. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter. Everybody who coaches the Kings is really an interim, so. You know, it doesn't really matter what your title They've is. Got, they got Doug Christie over there as an assistant coach. Well, yeah, he'll be on the about, he'll be on the broadcast crew next week. So uh, that's the way it goes in Sacramento. But um, all in all, a good night. You know, the the Thunder gave that one away in Indiana, or didn't give it away. It was a great game. They they won, but they let uh, the Pacers creep close to them. And then last night, the the Pacers win big. But then tonight, Pacers lose at Orlando, so the Thunder sort of needed to to keep that two game, two game edge. So yeah, um, just so that a, was big. A quick note: you mentioned broadcasting. Kings have an excellent broadcast because Mark Jones, um, who you probably know through ESPN, it does Kings games when he's not doing ESPN games. And I thought this was really cool because he's sitting right in front of me, so I can sort of like see you know, from his, what's in front of him. And he's watching the game, got monitors set up like most announcers do. And then he's got an iPad set up to his left. And it's got the San Jose State, Boise State women's basketball game. His daughter plays for San Jose State. And he's got that game on as he's calling the Thunder Kings game. And I thought that was really cool to see. Oh, that's interesting. He's not really like me, I guess. I don't went back to my hotel, or I don't know where he's going. Maybe the airplane. I don't know what he's doing, but watch it on review. Watch it on tape, yeah. Mark. Watch it on tape. That's the, way <laughs> I do. That's the way I do all these games. It's it's so, risky though, Barry. Sometimes people yeah, tell you tells you, you what happened. You're exactly right, St. Joe. But guess what? Wasn't going to happen at the Paycom Center tonight. Nobody was going to spoil <laughs> the San Jose State Boise State women's game for Mark Jones. I promise you. I promise you that wouldn't it, have happened. It didn't make the ticker going around the the uh, concourse of the arena. Uh, By the uh, way, Barry, the probably the worst attendance. Of the night or of, of the, the season. season, it looked it looked yeah. shaky, it looked pretty shaky. Uh, that's just sort of the way it go. Monday night against Kings in a heavy week for home games. I mean, I don't know. They're gonna have to do something about the schedule. People don't want to go to an NBA game on Monday night. Um, yeah, that was uh, that, that 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 was not really something that uh, I think they're I think they're gonna have to deal with that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Let, let's run through a couple more notes, uh, some Thunder performances. We mentioned Saar. He's a, he's a two-way player. Um, his most run, he's, he's gotten, he had 12 points, four rebounds, did some decent things. We continue to get a longer look at Viet Krejci, who played 29 minutes tonight. He had 10 points, five rebounds, didn't shoot it well, four of 12, 0 of 6 from three. I will say the buckets he did get stood out to me because they were always off cuts. Like he, he seems to have a good feel of when to cut to the basket and um, his teammates found him for some easy looks. I still don't have a great feel for Krejci's game. Basically he's a six, eight guard who they think can um, distribute it, be a good passer. Um, don't know much about his defense yet, but anything standing out to you about Krejci? Can he go, can he rebound? I'm sorry. Yeah. Can he? Can he? Can he defend? 
Um, I think that's TBD. I, I don't think he's – he's certainly not known for his defense. You know who he reminds me of a little bit outside of his defense, and so which means it's not a good comparison because this guy was mostly known for his defense. But Andre Karolinko, who was uh, played for the Jazz, I don't know, a decade ago or so, um, and was tall, rangy, European like that, and not a great shooter, but he could do a lot of things um, – Moved around a lot, ran the floor, that kind of thing. But he's a heck of a defender. You know, that's probably the difference between him and Kretschke. But uh, Kretschke took 12 shots tonight. Only SGA took more than that. So I thought that was, you know, he seems to be getting more and more confident. Yeah. So um, He's had a weird path. Last, so he, he tore his ACL uh, when he was playing professionally in Spain. The Thunder drafts him. He, he's... No one's heard of the guy, basically, because he was a kind of a outside-the-box prospect anyway, and then he's coming off a torn ACL. Thunder brings him in. No fans at Thunder Games last year, except Vic Krejci, who's basically sat across from us on the other side of the arena, just came to the games, um, rehabbed, got healthy, then turns his ankle, a really bad ankle sprain, misses a lot of this season, and now he's back, and then he said the other day that he might have to have some procedure on his knee in the offseason. So basically the, the key for him right now is just trying to stay on the court. Um, looking elsewhere, another guy who also shot 4 of 12, like Krejci, um, but had eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, was Alexei Pokashevsky. And Barry, the whole thing about Poku they really don't care how he produces. It's all about playing hard. And I think he's sort of like turned a corner there. He, he dove on the floor for a loose ball. He had a nice block. I seems like he's being a little more engaged out there. I, engaged was the word I was going through my mind when you were describing that. Um, he does, he is seeming to get with it a little bit more. And um, he's still going to miss shots badly. My man, Trey, uh, you know, Lindy Waters missed some shots badly tonight. That's going to happen. But he does seem just more active. Um, that's uh, maybe that's the right word to describe him in the past. Inactive, even when he's on the court, he looks inactive. Poku, uh, hesitant, um, not real forceful. But that seems to be changing some. So uh, he seems to you know he's not been a bad rebounder, but he seems to be more of an aggressive rebounder even if he doesn't get him trying to get his hands on balls and and that kind of thing so I thought you know I I don't know if he's you know if this is the new and improved Poku but it's very promising so I'm I'm back to I'm back to not counting him out totally I'm back to I'm back to you know putting him on the still give him a chance list still give him a chance only sort of counting him out yeah yeah Um, uh, (laughs) I mean, if if the Thunder ever got good, I think he's out of luck unless he gets better in a hurry. But when, in this rendition of the Thunder where they're searching and building and those kinds of things, heck, I don't think they mind seeing what Poku yeah. can do. Now, if they're, you know, if they're in there battling for sixth in the West, this Poku's not going to play much. But if he keeps getting yeah. better, he could he could be a guy that helps him, no doubt about it. Yeah, and in the same line – Another guy, same thing, I thought played well tonight, didn't shoot it great, was Teo Maladon. He's playing much better than he was earlier in the year. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, he, he flashed some decent things tonight. Um, looked good on the, the two threes that he did make. He, he plays pretty fast. Like, he's he's good at pushing the ball, which the Thunder can sometimes play a little slow. Um, but, yeah, speaking of fast, my favorite moment post-game, Trey Mann is becoming my favorite player to talk to um, just because he's, he's just, like, so genuine to just – I feel like how he would talk to anybody. Um, but I asked him about Shea because he said – he was like, I almost like – being on the bench and watching him more because just like taking in like how good of a player he is and how he gets to the rim and all of this stuff. And he said him and Aaron Wiggins were having a conversation on the bench. And the question they pose to each other is, is Shea fast? And like that clicked with me so much because I've thought the same thing. Like, is he fast? I don't, he doesn't play fast most of the time, but they're like, is he fast? He, he always gets by guys. No one can uh, keep, no one can stay in front of him. And then Trey said that, that Aaron Wiggins told him, like, you're faster, as in, like, Trey's faster than Shay. Um, so I, I just thought that was fun. Like, those two it guys having a conversation on the bench, like, hey, is Shay fast? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is good. Because yeah. you know what? SGA doesn't strike me as a fast player. No. He's, he's a little bit of a pace player, a James Harden oh, yeah. family of player um, I, I think Harden it, I, I mean obviously it's hard to compare anyone to Harden but that change of speeds the craftiness yeah. the like sort of gliding it's very Hardeny in that way yeah he's not you know he's not Nolan Ryan he's Greg Maddox you know he, yeah he's not he's not out there just trying to you know throw a high hard one past you um he's trying to fool you so uh, I, and he's just been sensational since he returned these last, is it now three games? I yeah, mean, three straight 30-plus games. With incredible efficiency. I mean, that's the thing that's getting that's getting me, and his three-pointers tonight were fantastic. Was he three for three? Yeah, three for three, for mm-hmm. crying out loud. So um, you always like to see a guy shoot well from the line, and tonight he was 10 of 14, which is okay, 71%. But he shot better from two, and he shot even better than that from three and had a big game. Yeah. So that's that's always a winning formula. Yeah, still no Gideon. I, I think it's, you know, the, the conversation of, like, Gideon and Shea playing together and Gideon moving moving on the ball, that's such a big deal. And then it was one game, and now Gideon's been out, and he it's – designated as hip soreness. Um, I asked Dignall if there's anything more he can tell us. Basically said no, but he said it's not a day-to-day thing. So I expect Giddy to at least miss a few more games or, or something. And, like, it's it's fun to watch Shea like this, but I think the Thunder also wants to see how those guys can, can play together because time's already running out on this season for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I... I, I it's been such a strange season with guys in and out for short amount of times. I looked over there on the bench tonight and I saw, oh, there's Lou Dort. I sort of forgot he's on the team because he's now, you know, he's missed, I don't know, five or six games in a row, four, whatever it is, not a bunch. But you sort of get used to this reincarnation. You know, you forget what life was like before Lindy Waters, who's now played, what, five games in the NBA. So. Uh, I sort of remember what life was like before <laughs> Lindy Waters. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a little bit of a, 
It's just a little no, bit of you, a, a of a, a season in spurts. Or, you know, a, it's a segmented yeah. season. That's what it really is. It's a segmented season. We we also have so many different conversations. Like Basley is the best example. Like all the the roller coaster of Basley's season. That's all in different segments of how we of described him um just to wrap up not a big note but i but barry i thought this was at least intriguing i have no idea how g league trades work i have no idea if okc blue gm nazi muhammad is getting on the phone with stockton king's gm whoever that may be and trying to negotiate trades but the blue brought in two former kings who actually combined to play 50 something nba games and robert woodard and jamias ramsey who was Big 12 freshman of the year a couple of years ago. Um, and both of those guys were second round picks of the Kings. And the OKC Blue traded for them. And Ramsey scored 22 points for the Blue today. So I just thought that's kind of an interesting thing to, to note that don't be too surprised if you see maybe Jemias Ramsey, um, a former Big 12 guy, get a shot with the Thunder at some point. Well, here's, here's the difference between us. You said you didn't know how G League trades work. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that <laughs> such things existed. I didn't know the G League could trade. What's kind of a deal is I that? It's a, I don't even understand the point because unless they're a two way player, they're not even under contract with that franchise. Yeah, so it's I don't. Just it's, like it'd be like it'd be like if the uh, you know if the Oklahoma City Dodgers traded with you know Salt Lake or something. What, what do you mean you're trading guys? I never, <laughs> heard, I never heard of. It. I, never, I, don't, I don't even yeah. know what that means. Um, well, that's interesting. Is Robert Wood, Wood, Woodard, is he the big guy from Texas A&M? Yeah, not, so, not Bob Woodward, uh, yeah. but Robert, Robert Woodard. Robert Woodard. Uh, no, he, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, you're thinking of Robert Williams, who's a really good player, the, the Celtics, I think, um, is maybe who you're thinking of. But Woodard played at Mississippi State for two years. Mississippi, okay, well, then I don't know. My, but I remember Jemias Ramsey. He was a yeah. good player at Tech. Probably didn't need to go in the draft, but did anyway. And I think the year after that, is this his second year in the pros? Second year in the pros, yeah. So was he? So then he was on. No, he would have been a freshman. The, the year after the, the they COVID went to the, year, yeah. So yeah, um, when they were still really good. But so that's interesting. Um, well, yeah, the Thunder's the Thunder's mind of that G League. There's no question about it, particularly this year. No, yeah. no doubt about that. I want to pull up the press release here just because I think you'll you'll get a good laugh about it. Heck, you you, you probably got it. The yeah, they they acquired uh, Jamias Ramsey. He actually wasn't even playing for the the Kings G League team. He was playing for the Birmingham Squadron. How about that? Well, there you go. Uh, the <laughs> So from the Birmingham Squadron to that's the OKC terrible, Blue. That's a terrible name for a team, the Birmingham Squadron. They're all squadrons. <laughs> Every single team in the G. That's what a team is. A team is a squadron. It's like it's so like, be like it's like saying the Oklahoma City team. That's what exa- it's exactly what it's like. Right, the name of our G League team is the it's Oklahoma City team. It's better than being called the 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 squad though, or the squads. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I like to use I like to use uh, peculiar language better than anybody. I just don't think it makes good makes a good nickname. The squadron. The squadron. Hmm. Yeah. Not great. Well, the organization. That'd be a good. That'd be a good one. The organization. 
Yeah. Put a team in Des Moines, the Des Moines organization. What about the athletics? Um, you know, the athletics is, of course, uh, a baseball name going back to 1876. Since the uh, sports media company was formed about seven years ago, six years ago, it, it, it's taken on a new sort of twist. I always thought the athletics was a cool name. Um, during the late 60s, everybody started calling them the A's. Throughout the 60s, much of the 60s and definitely the 70s and into the 80s, no one ever called the Oakland A's the Oakland Athletics. But now they do. So, um, but it's a little bit of the same family. It's the same family. Yeah. I, mean, I was trying to think of like the most generic yeah. nickname. Um, Lou, Lou Dort, we've talked about this before, but Lou Dort was wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey, and that one's not uh, Yeah, I like that. I know I like, it's, it's, it's in a different family, but it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it it, it is. It is. Um, but we've had the, the we've had the Americans right in baseball. Is yeah, that, back in the old there, days. Wasn't there like the Boston Americans? Yeah, or back in the old like days. That? Yeah, in the old days, okay. no doubt about it. Um, you know, the Washington football team was the one that yeah. went the most generic. Um, let's see what. Well, yeah, the the football team the <laughs> the football team is like the squadron. That's that's the closest one. Yeah, the Washington football team, the <laughs> the, the Birmingham squadron. Uh, uh, well, man. that's interesting. I've now I'm sad because um, we've ended somewhat talking about baseball, and unless something has been decided, I, it seems as though opening day is going to be postponed. So. Uh, well, here's my problem with that. Does anybody know when opening base when opening day is anymore? <laughs> I used to know when opening ba- day is. Um, I mean, it's it's always right around April first. Yeah, unless they decide to play in China or something. You know, <laughs> uh, they're always good about that. When you always knew it was going to be like the first Monday of April in Cincinnati, and then everybody else would start playing, and then they said, "No, nah, let's not do that. Let's do something else." Yeah. I said China. They, they, I think they started I met to Japan. have like an. I met Japan. Yeah. I met Japan. Yeah. Then they started having opening night the day before, obviously, opening day and right. stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyway, yeah. is it just too much to ask to get some baseball back? That's that's all I'm saying. Basketball well, I would, I would say down. yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at an ESPN dead, uh, headline here. It says horrendous in parentheses, in quotations. Horrendous for baseball if games are canceled. My question is, if they do cancel baseball <laughs> games, how is anybody going to know? How would anybody know if they canceled them or not? So who who is paying attention anyway, for crying out loud? Um, Play, playing fantasy baseball is one of my biggest hobbies in, in life. So oh, really? I, I, will, I will miss out on it. you play it. any fantasy basketball, NBA? Um, you know, I, I am in one league. We we don't pay attention to it too much, but well, that's uh, actually M- Mike Sherman, the former really? Oklahoma sports editor, started the started the league, and Maddie Lee's in it. Darnell's in it. Uh, well, Eric Horn and, an all star cast. Yeah, it's quite Maybe. a collection of people. Hmm, but I, I don't know. I just haven't stuck with fantasy basketball as much as is is baseball. I uh, yeah I. 
I, I'm in one league, Barry, where I have we've got prospect rosters. We've got there's 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 you know I I know everything about random farm system. So so I'm just at least the minor leagues is back. So that that's the one good thing, I guess, the redeeming quality. Well, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. All right. Well. Um, Sorry for ever listening to the last couple of minutes of this, but thank you as always for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. And we will be back um, with you perhaps on Wednesday night after the Thunder plays the Nuggets.